0: Good evening, afternoon, night, morning, whenever you find a way to watch or listen to this podcast. It's me, Omar, again from the Between the Stripes Podcast Network, and I'm joined by a guest. And this is a guest that I'm probably the most excited to have on uh, as any guest that we've ever had. We have Mike Shaw, the uh, the chairman, CEO, director, whatever you want to call it, of the Culver's Isthmus Bowl and the and the Cousins Subs Lakefront Bowl, two Division Three bowl games in Wisconsin, uh, with the Isthmus Bowl being in Madison, and with the Lakefront Bowl being it being near Milwaukee. Um, Mike, thanks for coming on. And uh, do you want to share? I guess how the idea for these bowl games came to be, and your background with Division Three sports, which you talked about before. Uh, you know, we went live. Sure.
1: Yeah. It's um honestly, I came up with the ideas during quarantine boredom. I mean, you remember March of 2020 when things were just crazy everything came to a halt um and i just thought of it one day just due to quarantine boredom i just got i was just kind of restless you know i was so used to you know we all were so used to going places and seeing people and you know i used to travel a lot for for work and then all of a sudden everything just stopped the world stopped and you know division three athletics as a whole got pretty much wiped out for the entire year for the most part so one day i actually just decided you know i go i want to come up with a college bowl game and within about 72 hours i created my concept to have the bowl game in madison wisconsin to call it the isthmus bowl and i'm from madison so that's why i have ties to the area so i always knew that madison's downtown is on an isthmus so all of madison wisconsin the capital city is on an isthmus which basically is a narrow strip of land that connects you know between two bodies of water so, I had my concept and my bowl game proposal within about forty eight hours, and then I started reaching out to, to like division one bowl that sure children called Hu is a really unique brand here in Wisconsin, and they're basically their founder and CEO wrote me a letter back within seventy two hours and they were the Isthmus Bowl was born and I basically, Then what I did is I had to write to the two conferences that I wanted to have the bowl game with, which was the Wisconsin Intercollegiate Athletic Conference and the CCIW, which is the College Conference of Illinois and Wisconsin. And as soon as they saw my bowl game proposal, they were immediately hooked. So basically what it is, it's the best team in each of those conferences that doesn't qualify for the NCAA Division Three tournament, which is a 32-team tournament. It only has five at-large bids. So one of the unique things is a lot of really good football teams don't even play in the national tournament. So basically, what I did is created another opportunity for really, really good football teams to play one more game. It's literally just one more game. It's one more week of practice. It's one more. But what it really does is that it, it's really an opportunity. flying here, the, the three is is the largest division and has. Least I created a second bowl game, which is the Midwest Conference versus the NAC, and it's the same concept. The best team in those leagues compete against each other who don't make the NCAA tournament. So that's how I got started. It was just due to quarantine boredom, and now I have two. Um, I'm actually in the process of potentially having a third in 2023 or 2024, um, but I got my start in just because I played Division III athletics. I played basketball at UW-Platteville from 2006 you know, because I played college basketball, but, you know, football is one of my first loves. So that's where this all started from, is just quarantine boredom, having
0: a, a love and passion for the Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone, anything, uh, anyone, I guess anyone creating a bowl. Uh, out of like pandemic boredom, that would have been my last guess. I mean, I would have thought that, you know you were a local business owner trying to, you know, bring some tourists into into Madison and in the Milwaukee area, um you know, for uh for, you know, just some 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 tourism, you know, see some of the local businesses. But, you know, quarantine boredom that's that's just amazing that that is the root of this this bowl game. And that's I think uh, yeah. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. The uh, the I guess it's sort of like a misconception, something that I had because everyone points to in terms of playoff expansion in the FBS, where it's like, okay, why yep. can't we have it like you know the lower divisions, like FCS, Division Two, II, Division Three? And frankly, I didn't know sure. that there was only five at-large bids. Um, it was only a thirty-two team. Yep. Tor- it was a thirty-two team tournament, but only five yep. at-large bids. So it's it's a it's yeah, great it's that a, yeah. No, go it's ahead. A my unique bad,
1: division too. No, it's a unique division too because you you really like a lot. Not a lot of people. I mean, FBS is the division, right? Everybody follows FBS. It's on TV all the time. But what most people don't understand is FBS is the only division that does a four-team tournament. You know, before the four-team tournament, they didn't even have a tournament. They just had one national title game. All the other divisions have a tournament. The I think the only division I think Division Two has a 32-team tournament, but I'm not 100% certain on that. But Division Three has 27 automatic bids, so when you only have five at-large bids and you break it up, and one getting screwed, um, so Division Three form is never going to change. Which I totally understand. They have teams that should get another game an opportunity to compete. Last year, the, the uh, inaugural Isthmus Bowl was. Washington University in St. Louis versus UW-River Falls, and it was an unbelievable football game. I'm not going to lie. It was probably one of the best games I've ever seen. Unfortunately, I didn't really get to watch it because I was working the bowl game, but I got to watch it afterwards, and I was like, wow, this is an incredible football game. River Falls tied an NCAA Division III record. They had 44 first downs in the game. They had 683 yards offense, um, and Washu was a really good football team as well. It ended up being a 48-27. But it was close probably till about, you know, probably about eight minutes through the fourth quarter. It was a close game. Uh, but, you know, now you got the Lakefront Bowl, which is two other conferences. And that game could be a tremendous game as well because I've done a lot of research over the years. A lot of the first-round games in the 32-team tournament are at blowouts. And the main reason for that is Division three is a lot like Division one in a way where, you know, you have teams that like – I'm just going to throw out an example. Like Arkansas State goes and plays Alabama. You know how that game's going to end, right? I mean, it's usually going to be five, six touchdowns. That's how a lot of the first round games are. But once you get into that second, third round, there's a lot of good football teams. And as you said, when we were offline here, there's a lot of tradition-rich Division III programs that win every year. They just find ways to do it. I don't know how they do it, but they continue to do it. That's just kind of how Division III is as a whole.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just it's just amazing to hear, I guess, like the parallels between division three and division one. I. I mean, of course, like we all know about Mount Union, Wisconsin Whitewater. Yep at least, yep. you know, uh, the, those tradition schools. But, I mean, there's other great tradition-rich schools, uh, and a, a, a few of them are taking part in this game, in, you know, your two bowl games. Uh, the names that catch my eye are, you know, University of Chicago, even uh, even college football laymen know that Chicago used to be part of the Big Ten. Uh, Wash- Washington U, you know, used to be a big-time college football team in, like, the 20s and 30s. Yep. Uh, same thing with, like, Grinnell and everything. So is, is that sort of, like, a, an advantage of having – tie-ins with those conferences, having those sort of, you know, Division three programs that had their heyday, you know, back in, like, the, you know, the old kind of gritty days of college football.
1: Is that I can't control who gets into the bowl game. It's it's all based on how they fit where you you're going to play in it, right? Like, if you have the Bahamas Bowl, You're gonna choose the two teams that play in the game. These bowl games are controlled by the conferences and how they teams match up against one another. So you talked about tradition-rich programs like South, Wash, you know, North Central, Water. I mean, all those teams could play this. And one of the things I don't like is I can't control who plays in the game. But it is exciting for the teams because it means that there's a lot to play for at the end of the season. You know, in a normal year where there's no bowl games in Division Three, a lot of these games wouldn't mean as much. You know, now you have, there's a three-way tie at the top of the Midwest Conference. There's a play-in game for the NAC Conference. Whoever, lo- you know, the winner or loser of Concordia versus Aurora is going to play in the front Bowl. And then you got probably eight to ten different possibilities still for the Isthmus Bowl with one game left. So I'm sitting here on the edge of my seat going, who the heck's going to play in my game? So that's the exciting piece about this is, it's just there's so many possibilities, and you just talked about Chicago Washu. There's just those two teams can get in the bowl game. It's super exciting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's interesting that you bring out that um, you know rankings determine who plays in it. In, in and I feel like that's like kind of counterintuitive for me for like the bowl organizers. Like in this day and age of like college football, where or, or I guess mm-hmm. in FBS college football where. Uh, you know, it's like the bowl organizers have a lot more of a say than they did in, like, say, the, the mid-2000s when I was growing. It was kind of gone back to, like, that old-time model where it's, like, the Wild West of bowl selections. It is. Uh, that's
1: that's how D3 is. It, that's how these bowl games are exactly set up. You just said it. The Wild Wild West is a great way to put it because these teams are determining whether they're getting into the bowl game, not me. That's why I love it. And then sometimes I wish I had a little bit of control, but Last year, River Falls and Wash U were just so excited to play in the bowl game after they got their heart broken. You know, it's not a bowl game for losers, right? I mean, it's not. These teams aren't six and six. You know, River Falls was eight and two. Wash U was seven and three. They were two really good football teams. And it's going to be the same this year for both bowl games.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm so excited honestly. I I really am, you know. It's a good point that you bring up that these aren't, you know, also Rams. These are front runners in their conference. Uh going back to like uh the the selection aspect of it, like sure. do you almost wish that, you know, you know you had a say in terms of, you know, what teams played, like, you know, which fan bases like travel well, which teams have like the best tradition, like is that something that you think of from time to time or is that something that, like uh you might want to shift the selection process to in the future if you can? No,
1: I, I don't think I'll ever switch the selection process because this just adds to the chaos of Division three football. I mean, you got teams, i got ADs, head coaches emailing me and say, hey, if we win this game, are we in the bowl game? You know, it just really makes things more interesting. Obviously, the teams don't want to play in the bowl game, right? They want to play in the national tournament. But if they don't get there, they have an opportunity to play one more game. So it just adds to the chaos. Of course, I'd love to maybe have a little bit more control, but I just think this is so cool that you got so many teams that are still competing to play in this bowl game. That's all it is. It really is just one more game, but to them, like River Falls last year, they, I actually ended up getting a really cool trophy. Um, you know, it, it cost me more than I was hoping for, but River Falls brings it everywhere with them. You know, they were treating it, it's using it for recruiting and that's, what I ended up doing is creating an experience. And one of the unique things about these bowl games as well that I haven't mentioned yet is that these bowl games aren't NCAA-affiliated, so these teams can bring their entire roster. So last year, Wash U and River Falls, I didn't know this, but they ended up bringing all 100 of their players. So the freshmen got to travel for the first time, so they got to be part of a road trip. So that's one of the coolest things about these games is it turns into it's more of a tradition or an experience rather than just, you know, your typical road game where you only get to suit up 60 players.
0: Wow. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that at all. I mean, of course, like it's always fun traveling, you know. I mean, the few times mm-hmm. in high school that we traveled across the state, across the state of New Mexico, it was a fun experience. So, I mean, that's great that, um, you know, the NCAA isn't, isn't there to, to ruin the fun for a lot of the young players. Right. And, uh, uh, Another thing on top of
1: that, too, is, you know, 2020, the 2020 football season for Division three was pretty much wiped out. You know, most teams ended up, there was a lot of teams that still played, but, you know, essentially those games didn't really matter, right? It was just basically for kids to start playing football again and student athletes. But the unique thing about the 2021 football season is all these schools technically had two freshman classes because a lot of those kids didn't get to play. So River Falls. That's one thing that they told me is they said that, you know, that we have two classes that basically were like freshmen because 2020 freshmen didn't even get to play. So then they're coming into their sophomore year in school, technically still a freshman on the team. So it was a great thing to do for a bounce back season when they didn't even get to play football for an entire year. Um, I actually had one student athlete's mom walk up to me after the game and say, you know, I, you, you have no idea what you've done for my son and his friends. You know, and that really hit that really hit me because they literally couldn't practice, they couldn't play, they couldn't meet in the weight room because of all these COVID restrictions. And that year was the ability to bounce back and maybe end their football career on a great note.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just so heartwarming to hear. Um, it it really is. Like, uh, uh, I gotta I gotta ask another question. This one, kind of kind of out out of left field. I mean, for me, I'm a huge fan of ballpark football. Um, got my got my two pennants right here, Army Air Force, in uh okay. you know at the Rangers ballpark in the north Northwestern Purdue at Wrigley, both games I, okay. I went to. Uh, what what are the odds of having your bowl game in a in a minor league ballpark? You know, kind of kind of change things up and give like a, a once in a lifetime experience to these players playing in a, in a minor league ballpark. Yeah, that's that's
1: on the bucket list, you know. Um, I want to grow these bowl games. I want to run these bowl games for years. You know, I want to turn them into to, to tradi- tradition. Um, and that's my goal. You know, we're already into year two with the Isthmus Bowl, and it's already gotten bigger. I've already outgrown the first stadium. And then the the Lakefront Bowl is in a, in a basically a suburb of Milwaukee called Wauwatosa, right near the Zoo Interchange, if you're familiar. And my goal is to grow these games to maybe outgrow the venue that they're in. I don't know if it'll ever get to that point. Um, but that would be a really cool goal to play at a minor league stadium. Uh, I think like maybe the next bucket list item would be to televise the games. I mean, I've had TV stations reach out to me. You know, the budget just isn't there yet. Um, but we'll see. You know, we, we can get I want to get there someday. I want to, like I said, turn it into a yearly tradition where these teams know there's another opportunity to compete.
0: Yeah, I would love that as well. I mean, whatever TV station that is, I would find an online stream and watch a, you know, the Isthmus Bowl and Lakefront Bowl, you know, mm-hmm. the two TVs, uh, you know, as soon as I as as I could. Uh, one more question I have is, uh, I know you mentioned this is a lot for the players, but I guess how much are you? I guess in terms of fan experience, are you does does it, do the games lean more towards you know tourists like local like tourist enjoyment? You know, fans making the road trip to. uh Madison, Wawatosa, or the local communities? Like, who does the experience kind of benefit more as of now?
1: That's good. That's a phenomenal question. Um, you know, my first year hosting a, a Division three bowl game in the Madison area, it wasn't, you know, a well thought out concept just because Division I in Madison is the Badgers, right? It's a Badger City Division I. You know, outside of Madison, Division three football isn't very well known. So I hosted it at a high school in Verona and the, there wasn't much local interest, if I'm going to be honest. Um, but this year, Sun Prairie, the city of Sun Prairie is another suburb of Madison. They're rolling out the red carpet for, for the Isthmus Bowl. Um, their Tourism Commission is getting involved. Visit Sun Prairie, downtown Sun Prairie. They're marketing the game to all their local bars and restaurants. Mm-hmm. So that is the exciting piece. I'm going to get some local flavor this year. However, last year at the inaugural bowl game, River Falls basically had an entire parking lot filled with tailgaters at a high school. So it was a really cool experience, but you're right. I want to turn it into an experience. There will be local interest for the Isthmus Bowl this year just due to the the the, the people I've spoken with and the local hotel interest and the market of which the game is going to be played in, in Sun Prairie. The Lakefront Bowl, however, I'm not exactly sure if I'm going to get much local interest. It did hit the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel uh, in July so that potential matchup could be Ripon versus Concordia Wisconsin it could be Ripon versus uh, Aurora it could be Lake Forest versus Concordia so the neat part is that both of the schools will be within an hour's drive of Milwaukee so you might get a good crowd and then you might get some local interests flavored in too.
0: Yeah, that sounds, I mean, I just love that the local communities, you know, really embracing these, uh, you know, these, these, the, your bowl games in these schools. I mean, uh, that's, I always think about, you know, just like the old days of bowl games, you know, where they mm-hmm. would roll out the red carpet and have like the parades yep. and everything, which like uh, the will, there, will there be, will there be uh, an Isthmus bowl or Lakefront bowl parade anytime soon? Oh,
1: God, that would be so cool. Uh, um, I guess one of the tougher parts about the bowl game, like I said earlier, is I can't choose who plays in it, right? These teams qualify for it. And then I have six days to plan it. So like the Rose Bowl, when the Division One teams find out that they're playing in it, they get five weeks, six weeks to plan it. So I'd have to plan a parade in less than six days. So that might, that might be tough. But maybe I write that down on my bucket list with television and then moving it to maybe a minor league stadium. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I'm excited for the heights of the Isthmus and Lakefront Bowls. And I mean, if uh, there's ever an Isthmus or Lakefront Bowl parade, I would love to be on a float. You know, just uh, don't don't forget about me, Mike. So yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll get you to one of the bowl games one of these days. I mean, we'll get you a
1: field pass. We'll get you in our VIP tent. Um, I mean, the cool part too is it's an experience for student athletes and coaches, but we also have a VIP tent for our sponsors, and they're able to enjoy a free meal and be able to roam the field wherever they want to go to watch the game. So it's an experience not just for the teams but also the the fans too.
0: Absolutely, I mean, I would I would certainly love that. You know, just uh, you know, get get the red carpet treatment. You know, little old me getting red carpet treatment at a, at a bowl game. You know, right? Hey that's a bucket that. item for me. Yeah, that's a bucket item for me. Yep. Uh, yeah, Mike, I'm excited. Uh, you know, the uh, Isthmus bowls in a week. Isthmus, Isthmus and Lakefront bowls are in 12 days as, as of this recording. Yeah, uh, 12 I'm, I'm days it's coming
1: quick going to come quick i mean i so here's i want to give you kind of an idea of the rundown of of like what happens during bowl week okay so the 12th is the last week of the season and it's the 10th and final game for all these teams and then i pretty much have to wait out until the selection sunday is when we find out the 32 team football tournament who plays in it and like i said earlier there's 27 automatic bids and only five at large bids so you have a lot of teams that are waiting to, to find out if their name is going to get called. And, you know, you got 240 Division III football teams. Only 32 teams get in. That's less than 15%. So you have a lot of teams that are kind of waiting for their name to get called. So I have to wait until after the 32-team bracket is revealed so that I can reveal my bowl games. Then I have six days to plan it. And then Tuesday I have Zoom calls with both, both coaches for both bowl games. And then Wednesday, I'm driving to Madison to get ready for that bowl game. And then Friday, I'm driving back to Milwaukee to get ready for that bowl game. And then Saturday, once the lakefront bowl kicks off, I'm driving back to Madison to get ready for kickoff for that game. So it'll be the busiest week of my life. I'm excited, but it's just crazy how you only have six days to plan two bowl games. So I might look like a chicken with my head cut off running around. I just, It's going to be a long week, but it's just going to be a really cool day for Division Three football in Wisconsin,
0: yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it, it, it's a labor of love. I, I guess, I guess that's you know, just uh, hear, hearing the way you describe it and the passion you have for it. And I really mm-hmm. admire it, honestly, Mike. Um, yeah, like that's all I have right now, Mike. Uh, I'm really excited for these bowl games. Do you have anything else to to add about either your bowl games before before we sign off? Uh, well, the the Isthmus
1: Bowl website, we just relaunched a brand new website. You got to check it out. It looks incredible. The Lakefront Bowl, I'm not going to be able to update that website probably till sometime in December or January. But if you get a chance, check out www.isthmusbowl.com. It has a live stream link. Uh, all of our tickets are digital. Uh, we have, you know, parking is going to be digital. We have highlight videos from last year. We have a plan your visit section where people can find hotel information, restaurant info. It is just incredible. And we also have a countdown to kick off. And then lastly, we have the updated standings for each of the teams that are vying to get in just so that people can see what this bowl game is all about. It also has bowl game scenarios of who can possibly get in. So if you could check that out, I would absolutely love it. I'm trying to get some traffic to my new site and then um, the Lakefront Bowl website is a little bit outdated, uh, but I'm looking to have that updated next year. So if you could, would love it if you can go to the website and check it out. Let me know what you think.
0: Yeah, no, I, I checked it, Mike. I already checked it beforehand. I, I mean, like I was trying to do some last-minute research. It looks amazing. I, I, I love it, honestly. It looks yeah, amazing.
1: It, yeah, there's, I had it redone by uh, a local company in, in, in Madison called The Digital Ring. And after they showed it to me, I was just blown away. I just couldn't believe that this is where the Isthmus Bowl has gone in just two years. We're already at year two. I'm already planning year three. I'm already planning, you know, year two of the Lakefront Bowl. It's just going to be, it's super exciting. And, you know, got to keep this confidential or you can tell your followers or your people listen to your podcast. But I am, my ultimate goal is to have four bowl games called the Midwest Bowl Series. And that would include the Isthmus Bowl and the Lakefront Bowl. I'm looking to plan two more bowl games for four other conferences. So that way it turns into this really cool event where all eight teams get to play one more game because now Division III football, they only require you to have six teams in your conference to have an automatic bid to the tournament. So what that means is there's going to be at-large bids that are going to go away. So next year, there's only going to be four at-large bids. And then the year after that, there's only going to be three so basically what's going to happen within the next five to seven years the division three football tournament will most likely be automatic qualification only so these bowl games are really going to make a difference for division three because all it is is division three is additional opportunities division three is all about participation is one of the reasons why i love the the platform is that non-scholarship but it's all just about creating opportunities right i mean that's that's what i'm doing this for but I wanted to let you know that that maybe next year when I hopefully get invited to your podcast again, that I have a third bowl game and maybe a fourth. Who knows what's going to happen from here?
0: Yeah, you certainly will be invited next year to promote the bowl games. You know, uh, if anyone anyone that knows me knows I love bowl games at all levels. Love. I just love thinking about tourism and thinking and just imagining you know making a trip to watch football and watch it. Yep. Uh, you know, preferably. Here's,
1: here's my here's my gear. See. It
0: looks great. It looks great. See? Yep. Got to rep the, got to rep the logo. Yeah.
1: So, but yeah, I mean, I would love to keep connected with you from now until the bowl games and, you know, I would love to stay in touch with you over, you know, the period of the, of the, you know, the following all the way up until the stag bowl, the NCAA division three championship, which I think is like the second weekend in December. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, it's around that time. But yeah, no, I would definitely love to keep in touch, Mike. Uh, yeah, this this has been great. Uh, can't wait for the bowl games. And I already I can't wait for, uh, you know, the, 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 two, the Lakefront and Isthmus. And, you know, if you add the, the Midwest Bowl series, if it, if it becomes yep. a thing next year, I can't wait for 2023 already.
1: Yep, 12. So 12 p.m. kickoff, central standard time for the Lakefront Bowl. And then it's a 3 p.m. kickoff for the Isthmus Bowl. So you would be able to watch both of them if you want to buy the live stream.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's that sounds great. A nice, nice bowl double header. Honestly, yep. it, it sounds it sounds great. Um, sounds there you have it, guys. Uh, Mike, Thank thanks again for joining. Uh, really appreciate it. And again, like like you like like you've been saying, Division three football it's, it's an amazing it's amazing product. Um, mm-hmm. Jackson and I talk all about FBS and FCS, but there's great football in all levels of college football all across America, and the Isthmus and Lakefront bowls are just proof of that. Uh, until, until next time, everyone, Mike, this has been amazing. Uh, peace, love, and soul. Thank you.